sometimes I feel like the majority of my day is spent following my kids around, making sure that they're doing the things that they're supposed to do. Like when I tell them to do their chores, I assume that they're doing their chores, right? Like, (laughs) who would assume that? That's so crazy. Because then 10 minutes later, I find out like, oh, you didn't do your chores. And then I say, okay, let's focus. Let's get the chores done. And then I turn around two minutes later and they're playing with Legos or doing whatever, but not doing their chores. Does this happen in your house? I hope I'm not alone. Well, today we are talking about three steps to create a chore routine for your kids that's going to help them to get the job done, that's going to help them stay focused, that's going to motivate them, and that teaches them good work ethic so you can stop chasing them around to make sure that their chores are getting done. So grab a pen and paper so you can take notes and let's dig in. Hey mama, welcome to the Nourished Mom Podcast, where you're going to learn how to find balance between homeschooling, housework, and all the other things. God is calling your family to a life of peace and goodness, even on those days when you're trying to remember why you chose to homeschool, you just want a minute to yourself, and you're overwhelmed with a million things to do. If you're ready for simple routines, time management strategies, and biblical mindsets to transform your days from on balance to intentional, then you are in the right place. So set those kiddos up with some Legos, some independent work, or whatever is gonna keep them engaged for the next 15 minutes while we dig into today's show. Welcome back. I want to share with you a review that um, Melody from Abundant Mom Life left, and it really, it really touched my heart. She says, loving the heart of this show in the mission to help moms find peace and abundance amidst the chaos of life and operate from a place of godly rest. Yes and amen, sister friend. Thank you, Melody. That means so much to me. I love that. And if you would like your review to be featured on the show, hop into Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review, and I would be so grateful, and it would help other moms just like you find the show. All right, now let's get to it. Today, we are talking about chores and schedules and routines, and I'm curious, how does it work in your house? When you ask your kids to do their chores, do they go and get it done right away? Because lately in my house, that is not what is happening. And I know there's a couple things going on. One of the main things is that I'm not being consistent with our routines because things have changed, right? We're in a new season. Um, Things that were happening before are not happening now. Soccer's done. Co-op's done. Our morning routine's a little bit different. Like lots of things have changed. Also, what has changed is Silas, my nine-year-old. So he's just growing and changing as personality, like lots of things are changing with him. And I've found that some of the things that were working before with him, as far as discipline and all that kind of stuff, they're not, it's not working anymore. Um, So I'm finding that we've got to really make some changes because right now I feel like most of my day is spent following him around, making sure that he gets in the shower, making sure that his bunny gets water and food and just like urging him to get his stuff done. Like he's really having a hard time focusing and staying motivated. 
And it's really becoming problematic for us because first of all, he's making us late for like all of the things. He waits until the last minute and I don't want to get down on him. He's super, he's super amazing. And I love him so much, but this, we are having an issue here. But like the other day we were going off to co-op and I'm like, all right, you know, it's coming down to like, we have five minutes until we're leaving and you still don't have shoes on and your rabbit's not fed. And he's like, oh, it doesn't take that long to feed the rabbit. Okay, well, let's see how that goes for you. Well, of course it didn't get done and now we're late and now we're all mad at each other, right? This isn't working for us. And not to mention like we're late, but the animals aren't getting fed. The things aren't getting done. And Dale is contemplating taking Silas off of the job because Dale loves our little bunny hops and he doesn't want him to suffer without food or get sick, obviously. But also I'm like, but I don't feel like taking him off the job is the best option because what is that showing him? That if you don't want to do the job, you don't have to do it? I don't know, but we're, we're talking about that. But really it's exhausting trying to follow him around and make sure that the stuff gets done. So I've realized that for whatever reason, our old routines and systems are not working for him anymore. So I've got to go in and create a system that is going to work for him, that is going to work for our family, because this whole thing with it not working ain't working for me. (laughs) And I've talked to plenty of moms to know that I'm not alone in this struggle. And I don't know if it's the age or what, because my seven-year-old, he still gets his stuff done. He is quick. I don't know if it's the personality. I think it's a little bit of both. But the thing is, our kids are going to have different personalities. They're going to have different work ethic. They're going to learn in different ways. And we have to adapt to how our child learns and really come up with solutions and resources that are going to help their individual learning styles, right? Isn't that... Isn't that what we're all doing as homeschool moms? But it also applies to things like chores and teaching them everyday, real life, good habits, right? I want my kids to have good habits. I want them to be hard workers and realize that that work is good. I don't want them to be lazy, but sometimes this doesn't come naturally to kids or to adults and we have to teach them. And many of us weren't taught these things as kids, right? I remember when I had my first place by myself, like it was disgusting. My dishes were never done. My room was never clean. And it took me years to realize that small habits and routines could make my life easier and better. And I want my kids to grow up with this skill, to know how to create habits and routines that will make them more effective, that will make their lives more easier, and to help them to get where they want to be in life, right? So anyway, I'm back to the drawing board to find effective routines and systems that are going to help us in this area. And I want to walk you guys through the process that I walk through so you can do that in your own life and with your own kids. So when we're talking about creating habits and routines. There are three key elements that we need to focus on. Because when you look at habits, they happen in a three-part loop. And we've talked about this, you probably heard me say it before, right? So a habit happens in a, there's a cue, something that tells you that the habit's starting, the routine, and the reward. So if you're having issues with your kids right now, not doing the things that are expected of them, not getting the things done that they need to be doing, there's usually an issue in one of these key areas. So let's first talk about the cue. So this is what cues us to do the thing. It needs to be strong and consistent if you want to make a behavior into a habit. Right, because if the cue's not strong and consistent, you're gonna have pushback because your kids are gonna realize 
oh, I don't actually have to do it now. I can do it some other time. I can do it when I feel like doing it because nothing, no one's telling me that this is when I do the thing, right? So when we're talking about chores, when are they going to do it? What can you link it to? Maybe they take out the trash when you're cooking dinner. Maybe they sweep the floor when you're, I don't know, whatever works for you guys. And then the second part of this, it needs to be communicated effectively. So not only does it need to be clear and consistent, but you need to make sure your kids know what the cues are. So I feel like our cues are pretty strong. So the things that we're struggling the most with are feeding the animals right now and our our morning routine. But our cues are pretty strong. Like the morning routine happens before we go downstairs in the morning to like start our day. And it's every morning it's the same thing. And the animals are supposed to get fed every time I start cooking dinner. Like I say it every day. I think it's pretty strong. But maybe I'm not communicating it effectively. So every child is different. And I've realized that Silas hardly listens when I speak. I don't know. Do you have a kid like that? He has always has his his head in a book and... I've realized that most of the time he does not hear anything that I'm saying, which can be a little annoying, but I love that he's reading. So, you know, but Silas does better with a visual, something like a chore chart or a printed schedule. So if me saying it to him isn't communicating it effectively, then I'm going to try a visual. And the goal is that eventually the cue you know, either you starting to do the dishes or before you go down the stairs will trigger your child to start doing the chore without you asking. But we all know that this is a long process of training our kids. So for now, we're going to remind them. We're going to let them know that it's time to do the thing. So the takeaway, what can your cue be? What can be a strong, consistent cue that you can link up whatever chore you're trying to get your kids to do to? Something that is going to be obvious to them. So when I mentioned the one about like me cooking dinner, that one actually isn't super effective for us because I feel like they have no clue what I'm doing. So it's almost, it's better if you link up the cue with something that is really obvious to them. And then the second part of this, how can you communicate it effectively? Is your child a visual kid? Is, is he an auditory kid? How how can you communicate this effectively? Okay, second step is you need to have a consistent routine, right? A routine is just a sequence of actions. So when things are done in a certain order, it makes them a lot easier. It's going to be easier for your kids to get it done because they don't have to really think about what they're doing too much because I'm sure the last thing they want to think about is their chores, right? <laughs> So let's try to make it easier for them by training them in the steps that they need to walk out and and teaching them to do it that way every time so it's easier. So I've noticed this is where we are off lately. Um, We've moved the animals into a different room and things have changed. And now I find that when Silas is supposed to be feeding the animals, he's like, he'll run in there and do, he'll give the rabbit grain and hey, but then he forgets the lettuce in the water and he's just like walking around aimlessly until I ask him, did you do it? And he's like, oh, I don't, I don't remember. Okay, well, <laughs> it's because you picked up a book again and you're reading again. You have no idea what you're doing. Oh my gosh. Uh, but if they have a consistent routine, they're going to get all of the steps done if you teach them to stick with that routine. So for example, 
I've been teaching Silas, okay, before you run in there to feed the bunny, first grab the water and the lettuce. Otherwise, you're running in there to do half of it, have to run back into the kitchen to grab the other half, and then you have to go back in that room again. It is not effective and it makes you unfocused and you're not going to get the stuff done. So I'm teaching him to walk through this routine. Grab the cup, grab the lettuce, walk into the animal room, and then feed the animals. So your takeaway for this step is to create a consistent routine. What are the steps? Um, Are they doing emptying the silverware and then taking the trash out? Like what are the steps that you need them to do? Keep it consistent and teach it to them. And then how will you communicate it? Is telling them enough or do you need to walk it out with them and walk them through it a few times or do you need to print it out in a chore chart in like a flow and write down all of the steps for them? How does your child need you to communicate it? Okay, then step three are clear, consistent rewards. So this is the third part of a habit loop. So in order for you for your brain to form an actual habit, there needs to be some kind of positive reason to actually keep doing the thing. So it could be an intrinsic reward, which is like a natural reward that happens just from doing the thing. Like I walk into the bathroom, I turn the light switch on, the light goes on. The reward is that the light goes on. I want the light to go on. But if you wanna help this process go faster with kids or with yourself, you can add in an extrinsic reward, which is like an extra reward to reinforce the habit. And it doesn't have to be allowance or something material. It could be like a praise, like, yay, you did it, like awesome, thank you so much, or a high five. Um, Anything like that could work. And we've definitely been slacking on this one, guys. We had a ticket system. We had a chart system. And I thought the kids didn't need it anymore because they were doing really good with their chores. And honestly, like I said, my seven-year-old Forrest, he really doesn't need it. He gets the things done. But Silas, he really is looking like he needs something else. Um, We might try allowance and connect it to learning about budgeting and things like that. But honestly... I'm not sure that my kids are going to be motivated by how much I'm willing to pay them. And I really like to reinforce the fact that we are a family and these things are expected of you. So I'm not sure how I'm going to work that in. But um, another thing that really works for us is saving up for a reward. Like we used to use tickets and for every chore they would get a ticket and we would save them up for things like the trampoline park or going out for ice cream or something fun that they wanted to do. Um, I really got sick of the ticket thing. It was super fun and super effective for them, but I didn't like keeping track of all the tickets. So then we went to like just like a checklist on the chore chart, which also worked very well. But no matter what you choose to do, it needs to be consistent and it needs to be motivating, right? It needs the reward needs to be something that your kids actually want and you need to consistently give it in order to reinforce that habit and your expectations must be clear because what if you say okay you get your chores done you get allowance sounds good but what if your kids complain every time they do their chores and you have to ask them a million times does that count for you Maybe, maybe not. For me, I, that doesn't count, right? I My expectations are that you do your chores without complaining and when you're told the first time. But I can't, I can't follow that unless my kids know the expectations. So I have to communicate them, right? They have to be clear. I have to know what they are. I have to be real clear on what they are. My kids have to know what they are and we have to communicate them. So I write them down on the chore chart or the routine chart and I speak them out loud to them. 
And then how will you keep track? How are you going to hold them accountable? I mentioned like you can have a chart that you check off, right? And I think that's pretty effective for most of us. I mean, how many of us have not tried a chore chart before? But the thing with that is, do you need to check that they're actually getting it done? Because it's great for them to go put a check mark on their chore chart, but are they actually doing it? So right now with Silas, like we definitely have to check to make sure it's getting done because I don't even know if he knows if he's doing it. Because every time I ask him, he's like, yeah, I think I gave the bunny water. Like, you think so? Um, are you just saying that? I'm really not sure. I'm not sure if he actually doesn't know or if he just doesn't care. So that's where we're that's where we're at right now. All right, so the takeaway. What rewards can you use that are going to motivate your kids? Make sure they know the expectations on how to get the reward and find a way to keep track, like a chore chart or something like that. The second part of this is consequences. So uh, there needs to be consequences for not doing the thing that's expected of you, right? Not meeting the expectations, not getting your work done, just like there is for adults when they don't get their work done when they have a job, right? There's consequences for that. So maybe they don't get paid, they don't get their allowance, they don't get their tickets, they don't get the rewards, obviously, if you're not getting the thing done. But sometimes that's not enough to keep the kids on track. I know for my kids, it's definitely not. So for us, we have additional consequences. So basically, if you don't get your stuff done, we can't move to the next thing. And I strategically position our chores before something that they actually really like. Like in the morning, we have playtime where we just, we play together. And we check in after chore time before playtime. And if your chores weren't done, then that takes out of our playtime. And in the evening, we watch a show usually after dinner. And we check in, right, after dinner. If your chores aren't done, then you can't watch the show until all of your chores are done. And that takes away from the show time. Or sometimes it takes it away altogether because there's just not any time. And then this is where we have to put the work in, right? We need to be consistent. We need to follow through with our consequences. And our expectations need to be clear. Because if I start taking away playtime, for whining and the kids didn't know that, you know, if you whined during your chores, we weren't playing today, that is going to be a disaster because they had no idea it was coming. So you need to make sure that the expectations are clear, that it's all consistent, and that you follow through. Okay, so takeaway, what will your consequences be? Will they be natural consequences? Will they lose privileges? Will screen time be taken away? Um, But there really should be a consequence for not getting the work done that's expected of you. And follow through. You can do it. This is where the magic happens in the follow through. And you really, you got to get your mind right around this because you're going to have some pushback when you're creating new routines, when you're introducing new chores. I mean, unless... Unless your kids are nothing like mine. (laughs) But expect a little pushback. Decide how you're going to handle it. You are going to stay cool and calm no matter how much they complain, no matter how much they push back. You're going to stand your ground, stick with the expectations, stick with what your, the consequences, the rewards, and they will learn quickly, right? We want to teach our kids the value of work. And we don't want to be chasing them around, nagging them to get their stuff done, right? That's not cool. When you're consistent, they're going to learn that they need to do the thing. They're going to learn the best way to get it done. They're going to be equipped with 
with effective routines, with effective habits to get done what is expected of them. And you know what? That's going to make them feel good. They're going to feel good when they're able to get the things done that are that's expected of them. And that's going to teach them to have a good work ethic. So if you're tired of having to tell your kids to get their chores done like a million times, You need to try this out. Build some routines. It works. And like, yes, sometimes you have to tweak it and change it as your kids change like I'm doing right now, but the process remains the same. So it's it's easy to do. And honestly, it's an easy way to teach your kids what's expected of them and to hold them accountable. And it's easy for you to follow through because it's clear, right? Everybody knows exactly what needs to be done and when it needs to be done. It's going to work for your family because it's built around you and your kids and what works for you guys. And like I mentioned, it's gonna teach your kids positive work ethic and responsibility. If you want this for your family, but you're not sure that you can take these three steps that we talked about and apply them effectively, then just book a routine strategy coaching call with me. And I'll help you walk through the process to create the effective routines that are going to work for you guys, that will make your days easier and just make your house a little more peaceful and stop you from like chasing everybody around, nagging them to get the things done. So if you want to book a call in the show notes, there'll be a link. I hope that you see how you can take these steps and apply them to work for your family. And I pray that the Lord blesses you, that he just fills you with supernatural energy to pour into your family and your homeschool. Until next time, God bless. Real quick before you go, if this podcast blessed you or inspired you in any way, could you please take a minute to write a review on Apple Podcasts? Writing a review is the number one way that you can help me to reach more moms just like you. And reading your reviews truly inspires me and encourages me to keep doing this work. Also, don't forget to connect with other like-minded mamas in our Facebook community so that we can encourage and uplift each other on this journey. The link to the Facebook group is in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and may your heart overflow with God's peace and love.